Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So, welcome to all the first-time listeners. That may have uh, found these shows, and a welcome to everybody that is a regular listener. And please know that if you haven't already subscribed to my newsletters, which are New Life and Empowered Life and Love, and you can find them on my website at www.melanietoniaevans.com, that you're always going to be getting updates about the shows. And you can also, too, once you go to the radio link on my website, you can research past shows in archives and you can listen to them over and over. So it's always really helpful healing and empowering information to be able to get to. So today's show is another Getting Love Right show, which is really relevant to a lot of people that listen into my shows. And this show today is Nothing Is Real With Someone False. And we're actually going to go into this in a fair bit of depth and we're going to really feel it and we're going to really think about it because I know how much this can help you. Now, in order to do this show and also the next radio, uh, the next blog that I'm going to be doing, I really wanted to feel into this myself and I really wanted to go back into my disappointing relationships and ultimately the relationship I had with a narcissistic individual, which was the highlight of what I really needed to heal within myself. So I felt back in deeply and I really wanted to share a fair bit about my personal story and also too so that you can really self-reflect and you can go through the questions that I'm going to bring up in this show and really bring some self-reflection to your love experiences if they're not working for you so that you can really think about how to do the healing on it to get the experiences that you do want. So what this show is about today, it's about discovering how we can get into relationships that do not provide us the real results we seek. And within this show, you can discover how we can accept less than experiences and what it is within ourselves that co-creates disappointing, unfulfilling and even abusive love experiences. So how do we create real relationship results? So that's what we're going to be. That's what I'm going to talk to you about in today's show. So in my digging deep, I really understand now and have for quite some time that the significant difference between my life now, back in disappointing relationship experiences, and also the narcissistic experience, and my life, my life then, sorry, and my life now is that my life then was not real. And no matter how much I wanted to believe it was and no matter how much I tried to make it so, the truth was my life wasn't real in those experiences. So at surface level, 
it's seen to be, and this I'm going to be talking about my narcissistic experience because that is the highlight experience as it is for everybody that goes through narcissistic relationships. And a lot of my listenership are involved in that but also too recognize that even if you haven't had uh, an experience with a narcissist and you've still been having disappointing love relationships, that this information is still going to be very relevant for you. So within my narcissistic relationship, at the surface level, it seemed to be so real. Here was this knight in shining armor who seemed to love me more than anyone else ever had and what seemed wonderful at the time was I believed that he was exactly the man that I wanted to love. Now, so many people experience this in narcissistic relationships. Is that, And the funny thing is, initially when you meet a narcissist, many people report this, that there's something that feels wrong, that feels off, that it's almost like we're like, oh, there's something a bit weird about this person, but then they find this way to gravitate into our experience when we throw all of that out the window and we go, hang on a minute. No, my first impression was so, so wrong. This person is so A, B, C, D, E, F, tick the boxes of what you think the perfect partner is. And when we say perfect partner, we believe it's real. And what seemed to come with this experience that I had and many other people have had in relationships that seem to be everything we want, narcissistic or non-narcissistic, especially narcissistic, is that you know, my experience was what came with him was kindness, compassion, similar interests, too many to mention, that he was wealthy, that he had purpose, that he had this ability to build and create dreams with me and that there was holidays, lifestyle, there was creations that went with that as well as, of course, incredible love. So this presented to me as so real, it was like I'd hit the jackpot. That's how I felt. So this relationship deal felt so perfect, so right and so incredibly solid that I didn't stop to check if it was real or not. I went with that chemical rush, I went with that desire, I went with, oh my goodness, this is everything I wanted and it's presented this way. I just went with that. And he did. He seemed so sincere. He seemed so strong, so together, so capable. And the way he acted towards me made me feel like I was the only woman that existed in the world for him. So I didn't question it. I went with love. I went with a romance. I went with the ideal. And I really did believe at the time and looking back, I understand and I know how codependent and how empty I was. I'd been so successful in so many areas of my life, sporting achievements, horse riding achievements, business achievements. I'd always been successful at anything I put my mind to. I was highly independent. I was strong. I was capable. But inside me, in regard to relationships, I had this codependency. I had this emptiness. I had this belief that without a partner, my life is not fulfilled and it cannot be fulfilled. And I'd had a lot of problems about, in regard to feeling whole, joyous, blissful and complete on my own. I had nowhere near hit that mark. So when he came into my life, 
this this huge sigh of relief to me was, oh my goodness, thank goodness that this pain and this emptiness is over. My perfect man is coming to my life and now everything's going to be great. That's how it felt. So I knew, I knew and the, the amazing thing was, and so many people report this, all the time, even from the beginning, I could feel this nagging doubt in the pit of my stomach. And it was saying, too good to be true. And I remember when it was gushing and blowing to other people, oh my goodness, I'm in love, I've been swept off my feet, this is the man of my dreams. I could even see them looking at me with that, oh, are you sure? Is this maybe too good to be true? But I went with a fantasy. Regardless of, there were certain times he'd give me a look or there'd be a statement that he would make and I literally felt ice running through my veins. But I ignored it, I pushed it away. And of course, as you know, if you have been involved in narcissistic relationships, I know you can relate to this, by the time that I knew the truth, by the time so many things had been exposed, the behaviour was atrocious, the abuse was off the planet, by the time that that happened, I was so attached and hooked to this relationship and specifically to my version of this is so meant to be and I don't want to let go of it, I have to make it work because he was the first man that had ever turned up in my life that appeared to be the complete real version of what I really wanted. He was the first one that crossed my threshold that looked and felt like that to me. So I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to have to run the chance of could life ever deliver a person like this to me again, like so many of us have done or, or may still be doing. So I was hanging on to grim death to try and bring back that version of what I wanted to believe was this real person. And in doing so, I was finding copious amounts of ways to justify hanging on to the relationship. And then those justifications didn't just become emotional. They also became about security, they became about combined businesses, about combined property, they became about so many reasons that I could give myself to stay there and to Hello everybody, I just cut, got cut off from Blog Talk Radio so I do apologise about that and I don't actually know where I'm up to. So I'm just going to go back through a little bit about what I was talking about. I don't know at what point that actually happened. Um, I had a feeling it wasn't too far from where I realised. So anyway, I was talking about within this relationship that I was actually having, that I was having these experiences of winning. I was having these experiences of believing that I was with this glorious partner, 
that I was having all the life experiences that I wanted, that I was having the holidays, I was having the dream property that was being created, I was having the renovating, we bought a boat together. And I wanted it to be so, so real. And there were times when there was these glorious highs of these achievements, there was what seemed to be the most wonderful, wonderful love experience. Yet the reality was, was that all of that was so short-lived. Those wonderful experiences, that great feeling wasn't holding. And I had thought up to that point in my life, and I'd been conditioned to believe that what was real was out of stuff. It was about having a great love partner, the person of your dreams. It was about having a fabulous house. It was about having these sorts of achievements that would gratify me. And I thought that was it. But the reality was, if I was having these wins and these experiences, and I had this belief about the perfect partner, why was my life fraught with so much trauma? How could a real life have so much pain, which would inevitably follow each time I thought I'd reached blissful happiness? So each and every time that I believed that he and I had this victory or we just had a lovely romantic time together or he'd look me in the eyes and told me how much he loved me and I'd reciprocated and I thought that we shared a life where we could just be happy, another curveball would it happen. And you will understand this in problematic relationships is that what happens is things don't go smoothly and what tends to happen is the same stuff keeps happening over and over again and you're not actually growing together or healing within this relationship. You're not actually getting breakthroughs. You're going back through the same stuff over and over and the same pain without resolution. And that's a huge thing about narcissistic relationships because... What was happening with me, which you'll be able to relate to if that has been your dynamic, is that there would always be after a happy period or when I felt great because narcissists with pathological envy and everything that's going on with them really can't tolerate that type of energy around them. They've got to rip it down after the honeymoon period is over and you're hooked. So there was always assaults on my character there was always assaults on my commitment, my fidelity. Fulfill the gap. You know, I could give you 30 other examples and I don't need to. And as well as this, there was this multitude of court cases, disasters, what's going to happen next. So it was like living completely almost like on landmines. What's going to blow up next? What's going to go wrong? because there was just all these weird events. Um, he was unaccountable. He was a loose cannon, which is what most, most narcissists are, and all sorts of problems and things would just happen continually. So this version of the dream partner and the dream life that I wanted to believe was so real carried this horrible price that despite the good times, which got less and less and less, and obviously the bad times got more and more and more, which is what happens when you're not in real relationships. That's what happens. And it started shattering the dream, and it turned into a mirage. It became not real. 
And what happened was, was there really was this thin smoke screen of what I thought it was meant to be and which I wanted to believe was the truth. But the truth was that none of this life I was living was real. It wasn't real because real regarding love and happiness promotes healthy emotions. And I now understand why my emotions were screaming at me. They were screaming at me and they were so off because it wasn't real. And what we really need to understand is is that we've all been programmed to believe that things and other people create real happiness. But what happens when a person we want to love and have decided should love us doesn't work? And the emotions that we feel within ourselves when connected to this person are mangled, devastated and destroyed. It means that regardless of what this person holds up as the carrot that could make our life amazing, none of what they have on offer is real. And this is if we're talking about abusive, painful, disappointing relationships. Okay. And it's so important to understand that the only person that is real in your life is you. Now, I'd better explain this statement before you misinterpret it. I don't mean that you are the only person you can ever trust or that it's you versus life and you better only ever rely on you and stay guarded from everything and everyone else. What I mean is you are the creator of everything and everyone you experience in your life. Everything and everyone you experience is reflecting parts of yourself. Because in universal energetic law, quantum physics, nothing can enter or be a part of your experience unless you're connected to it. So what this means is we have no ability to have a real relationship with a real person until we're willing to get with ourselves. Because we are the center pivotal point that's creating all of it in our experience. So in the years that I've been facilitating thousands of narcissistic recoveries as well as painful love recoveries, I have never met anyone who has been painful love or been abused by a narcissist who did not experience off feelings about the relationship, and I'm actually talking about a narcissistic relationship right now, just as I did. Or in painful experiences, their own codependencies, their own insecurities, their own fears, their own old stuff coming up that they were not prepared to confront and not prepared to make real decisions that honoured themselves about. So what that comes back to is that if we've got emotions that don't feel right about the narcissist, about ourselves, if we're in a relationship with somebody that could be healthy, if we're not willing to confront those feelings and start making some choices about them, well, then we are not being real. So I'll come back to that statement. The only person that is real in your life is you because if you don't get real, the things and the people that you thought will bring real love and happiness, just as I did, will simply bring you pain, heartbreak and destruction again and again instead. When you do get real and live your life accordingly, then your life will reflect real love results. 
because it is energetic law and it can only and will only turn out that way. So we could ask, how do I get... Well, first of all, we've got to really accept that. We have to accept that. The truth all life is, we only have one center of influence, which is ourselves. It's actually impossible to change other people to try to make us happy. It doesn't work. We can only ever change ourselves. Now, in order to change ourselves, we've got to get really real and we've got to get really honest with ourselves. And we also need to acknowledge that because my outer life experiences are not reflecting the results that I would dearly love to have, I need to adjust myself. I'm the creator of this. The great thing is, is as the creator, I've got the power to do something about it. I am not a helpless victim. But I have to get real with myself and I have to get honest without judging myself. And the thing that we all need to realize is we have been brought up without a focus. We have all been taught how to disconnect from our inner power and truth. So it is no surprise that we've been living life codependent and trying to fill our emptiness by the outside instead of being authentic to ourselves and working out how to feel full and how to feel connected and create more of that. So don't beat yourself up. It's a product of society. It's a product of the human condition. And we've all been programmed to be like that. However, we can change it. And how we change it is we get real with ourselves. So what we need to do is we need to accept that there's something within me that's not working for me. I need to look at that. So we need to stop blaming. We need to stop making excuses and using justifications such as, my life would be okay and it would have been happy if he or she had done this, been this, or not been or not done that. There are no shoulds or shouldn'ts in life. There is just is. It is what it is. And just is is always showing us something. So what that means is, is the outer life experience and the pain that might be attached to that experience is showing us something about ourselves. And it's something that we've not wanted to acknowledge about our own truth within ourselves. And what happens is, is life is working for, not to us. And what I mean by that on the quantum physics scale is that you are made from the same base and energetic frequency of everything in your experience. So it's working for you. It's showing you what isn't pleasing you, what isn't working for you, so that you can inner reflect and make the adjustment to create a different outer experience as per a different inner experience. So if you know that relationships are hurting you or a person that, who is hurting you is a narcissist, then this is what is. It is what it is. Now, in order to get out of the pain and start getting well, it's to get truthful with yourself. And I promise you that this was a massive turning point from the brink of my inevitable death and that's how serious my narcissistic relationship was. And it was the turning point that put, gave me exactly what I needed to be on the right path of recovery and to enable me to start creating a real life, a life that was finally free of the trauma, the pain, the abuse, the disappointment, the heartbreak. And there was no way back then at that point that I was going to live. I wasn't even going to survive. 
And I certainly wasn't going to create a real life until I accepted I needed to get real with myself. So my questions to get real with myself were, why did I attract a person who was a false self? Now, for those of you that know narcissists, uh, what narcissists are, they are a false self. They're an egoic self. They're completely disconnected from source and their soul, from empathy, compassion, humanity, oneness, connection. It's me versus the world, working from pathological ego, which is about getting the upper hand, and in order to win, you have to lose. So it's a nasty dynamic, and it is a false self, because that is not what our true self is about. So I had to ask myself, why did I attract and maintain a relationship with a person who was a false self? Why did I bring this person into my life? Why did I ignore the warning signs and continue even though I knew something was wrong? Why did I try with everything I had to maintain this relationship even though I was abused horribly by a person who displayed anything but real love? Why did I believe that the odd shows of care, love and hope were enough to replace the soul-shattering abuse that regularly took place? So when I realized that it actually wasn't about him, it was about me and what I needed to heal, then I had to get past the beating myself up and blaming myself for how stupid I'd been and how I had made choices that had destroyed everything I thought my previous life was. Because in the hanging on, I threw more resources, more of myself in, and I ended up destroying 20 years of a very successful life. All of that went down the drain. But what I had to do was let go of that. And on the quantum physics scale of life, wherever we have our attention creates more in our experience. So if I was just going to stay focused on the despair and the regret of losing, putting 20 years of my life down the team and being 40 years of age with nothing and having to start again and a shattered heart and CTSD and agoraphobia and everything else that goes with it. You know, I was only going to get myself stuck in manufacturing more of that into my life. So I knew I had to realize that this actually now finally, because I hadn't got it before this, was finally the opportunity to heal my pattern of relationship pain and abuse. And I knew that the answers to these questions that I was asking myself, followed by a plan of action to heal, was going to be incredibly necessary in order to turn it around. And I knew I had to establish a true self, a real me. I had to find out how to stop deceiving myself, how to stop disconnecting from myself, not listening to myself, and not believing that I had the power to create my life and that actually somebody else had to provide it for me. And I knew if I wasn't going to change any of that, I was going to go down the same track again. Because the truth of the matter was, life had brought me this highlight experience, not as a random act and not as a mistake of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Life had brought me this ultimate message and lesson relationship painful lesson because I'd missed all the other painful relationship messages up until this point. And the thing is, love relationships are our greatest healing agent to show us. And it's such a shame when we miss that, like I had been for years. 
the light had brought me this message because up until this point, I had not learnt how to be real with myself. And I didn't start fixing within me what I needed to. And if I didn't do that, then the same type of relationship was naturally going to come into my life again. Now, we know there is no way to force another person to get real. We can only live our truth and they're either going to step up and match us at that or they're going to move out of our experience. And the truth is, is that when we're empowered, there is actually no necessity for it to be one way or the other. It will be what it's meant to be. Our truth will be matched regardless through all of life. It doesn't need to be through a specific person. So there is no way to force anyone to be a certain way to make us safe, loved and happy. You only have the ability to change yourself in order to be safe, loved and happy. And then what happens is that the people and experiences that are a match for that and have the resources to supply you more of yourself will gravitate into your experience. And then you will naturally add and inspire this love with healthy people. You'll add to the experience as well. And that's where they say one plus one is greater than the sum of the parts and it's more than three. And that's what happens when two healthy people come together. And the ones that aren't, the people that are going to gravitate into your experience or cross your experience that don't have the resources, as soon as they feel off or display behavior that is clearly off, and narcissists did that even from early stages, all of them virtually, you will have no desire to latch on to make it work or try to force it to work. So when I answered my questions to myself honestly, this is what I came up with. I had wanted the narcissist to provide me with the love, the happiness and fulfillment that I had as not yet provided for myself. Yes, I'd achieved a lot. Yes, I'd had a lot of success. But did I feel full? Did I feel content? Did I feel happy? just being? No. So the truth was I did not authentically love and accept myself and actually my acceptance of myself was all tied up in achievements. It was very conditional. Melanie, you are only worthy if you have done A, B, C, D and E. I didn't love myself for me, no way. I did not feel whole on my own. I believed somebody else had to save me from my emptiness and unhappiness on a relationship love level. I believed that I had to hang on to this because there may never be another experience of love and certainly not the love I thought that certain people promised. And I hadn't just done the clinging, hanging on to the narcissistic relationship. I'd done it to others as well. Absolutely. I believed if I rocked the boat and asserted my needs or my rights or my truth, that I would be abandoned and I'd lose love. I believed that he was the one with the problems and I was simply the victim. I believed that by fixing him, I could feel okay and well. And I had no idea that I could embrace my own power to create what I wanted in life regardless of what he was or wasn't doing. And please understand, this is a simplified list. I could go on and on and on. So the truth was, I was not the real deal that I wanted more of from life. 
And because I wasn't, I did attract a false self, a person that reflected how I was not real with myself. So now, after understanding all of that back then, at that time, I knew the direction of what I needed to be to stop the pattern of destruction, to stop the pattern of living a false life with people that were not deliverers of love, happiness, safety, and fulfillment. I had to become these things myself. I had to become real. So in order to become the real deal, we need to search inside and we need to find out the beliefs, the fears and the insecurities we have that have kept us separating from loving, separated from loving and accepting ourselves and knowing that we can be the creator of our own life. We need to examine, embrace and understand why we have held other people responsible for our happiness why we have been limited in our ability to let go and create something better and why we have feared and believed that we are not enough to go empty on our own and then learn how to be full enough within ourselves to attract and choose from life who and what is healthy. We need to understand that to get to that point, we've got to face our fears. We have aspects of ourselves that are fears, they are insecurities, they are limiting beliefs, we have to face those and transform those in order to know we are well enough to leave alone and be just us with our convictions, our truth and our own fullness in order to only accept, maintain and promote what is a match for our own truth. So how do we do this? So we do this by getting real. We do this by examining, embracing and releasing all of the pains and the fears and the insecurities that have been running our life in the direction that we don't want to go. And once letting go of old patterns and tendencies, which were all generated from our emotional fearful self, we can reframe them into healthier beliefs, healthier self-convictions, healthier truths and strengths that do serve us. And we really need to understand that this true way of being to ourselves is a way that we can operate that is not based in fear and pain. It is a deep inner knowing that just is. It's an infinite wisdom and a strength. And it's not judgmental. It's all about observation. It's about that we can view what is in our truth and be full and healthy we can be unconditional and we can say, all right, well, look, I respect you enough to allow you your truth because it's your truth. It just isn't mine. And I don't have to charge on it. I don't have to change it. I don't have to wrestle with it. I don't have to hate it. I don't have to resent it. I don't have to fear it. I just simply observe it and say, that's your journey. That's your level of evolution. That's what you're needing to work through. But it's just not my deal. Because I am my deal. I feel full and strong and whole on my deal. And I'm only going to accept what is my deal. That's what I want to combine my energy with. That's what I want to add to. I want an experience where the part, where the sum of the parts is greater than the individual, the sum of the whole is greater than the individual parts. I want an experience I can add and grow to. I don't want one that's going to be a power struggle. I don't want one that's going to subtract from me. 
And I certainly don't want to be in a love situation where I am trying to fix and change somebody to get my needs met. That's not a healthy relationship. So when we're whole, when we're not needy, when we're not empty, when we feel great within ourselves, we are in the best possible position to be able to develop and create who we really are. But we've got to get real. And that's what this show was about today. This show was about really giving you the understanding that when we have experienced things that we thought were real and then we're in them and they're not real and they're not real because they're not supplying sustained healthy emotions, our emotions are screaming at us and telling us this is wrong. This is not the real experience for you. It's not real. We need to look at what is real. And what I believe is real is our true self. Is It's that ability to feel whole healthy and happy regardless of achievements, just for being. And absolutely, in my experience, I have a great life now. I'm so blessed. I really do. I get to do what I love. I'm surrounded by love. I have amazing people, family. I just, you know, I, I'm, my life is fantastic. But even that, and I've, I've recreated, I've rebuilt. You know, I'm not back to where I was two decades ago by any stretch. But that's not even relevant. There's no measure of that now. And there was for a long time in my life. But what happened with my life is even after losing virtually everything and having to start from scratch again and plus 20 years of my life down the toilet was what I realized is when I started really asking myself those questions and when I really started working on me to get real, the difference I felt in my life, even though materially it was substantially dis- diminished, so many things in my life, the, the privilege of that, that big, false, narcissistic life and what I brought into the relationship, you know, all of them were gone. But what I found was that real connection with myself, the simplest things, the, you know, a peanut butter sandwich on the beach, was so real in that place of I'm true to me. That's what really is and I cannot and I know the people that have worked through recovery enough know exactly what I'm talking about and if somebody had said this to me a long time ago, I would have probably looked at you cross-eyed. I couldn't have got it but I can't emphasize that enough and it's not just me that has had that experience. I'm not some sort of freak. You know, I know everybody that has been living a life that's not real because you're not real with yourself. When you get real with yourself and you start establishing your inner identity with your values, with your ability to feel whole and solid and safe and know that you can trust yourself and you can listen to your feelings and you can navigate your life healthily, that just no words, money, outer experience can replace that. It is irreplaceable. And the great thing about that is it's not just a feeling that comes off that. It's when you start seeing your outer life falling into place, reflecting that. It's it's just magical. So I just really hope that if you've been having love experiences that haven't ended up real, that you can really start getting real with yourself. So that's it for me from this show. And I'm sorry I cut out earlier, so but it should all be good. 
All right, and you have a lovely day and lots of love to everybody, and I'll be talking to you next week. Okay, bye-bye.